Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Unfollowing Mum. Today, I'm going to be chatting about something that is coming up this weekend in the UK. That is, of course, Mother's Day. If you're in different countries, then your Mother's Day might be at a different time. And I hope that you can look back on this podcast episode and find it helpful as well. It can be a really challenging time when you are estranged from your mother, or perhaps you've got a low contact relationship or just a very toxic relationship with your mother. But Mother's Day is a time when social media, marketing, supermarkets, literally everywhere is filled to the brim of all these fairy tale ideas of what motherhood looks like, of what a relationship with your mum looks like. Take mum out for afternoon tea, have a wonderful time with mum, say thanks to mum for all the amazing things she does for you. And especially if you are at the beginning of your estrangement and this is your first year or first couple of years, I think it's a really challenging time to be seeing all of these wonderful things. And then of course it also means that every Tom, Dick and Harry feels like they can inject themselves and say, oh come on, it's coming up to Mother's Day, you should call your mum, you should reach out to her, can't you just bury the hatchet and get along? And unfortunately, the whole situation becomes amplified around Mother's Day. For me, it has anyway. And if you're the same, I'm hoping that some of the things discussed on this episode will make you feel a little bit better because we all know that whilst the supermarket has an abundance of best mum in the world, thanks for everything you've done for me and all these wonderful heartfelt messages, unfortunately, there aren't any cards suitable if you have a toxic mother because no one wants to slap, hi mum, thanks for the trauma on the front of a card. And look, I know I'm joking and I'm being flippant there, but the truth is there is a real sense of grief around Mother's Day because you are being bombarded with all these positive images of what your relationship with your mother should look like, what an adult relationship with an older female will look like, two mothers together perhaps with all the children running around and all of these social media posts about thanks mum for all you do, the best mum in the world, all of these constant reminders of how you failed to have that relationship with your mother or perhaps a sense of resentment because why can't that be you? Why can't your mother behave in the way that other people's do? And there's a sense of comparison and questioning why wasn't I good enough 
to be treated that way? Why was my mother not in love with me enough as a child to have this relationship with me to create this strong bond that takes us into adulthood? And it's a really challenging time. Of course, if we're logical, we know that it's not about us. We know that it's not because we weren't good enough. We know that it's not because there was something lacking in us. It's about her and how she behaves. But that doesn't make it any less difficult to swallow. And quite honestly, to avoid internalising it when you have been raised to do exactly that. Adult children of emotionally immature or toxic parents are raised to internalise these feelings. And we've discussed it before on the podcast. That from an evolutionary point of view, of course we internalise as children that the fault must be with us because it's far too damaging to think that the fault could be with our primary caregiver and that they actually cannot meet our needs. That's terrifying to a child. So right from these early ages, you grow up believing that you are the problem. And I think Mother's Day amplifies those feelings because you look at everybody else and you think, gosh... I wish I could have that relationship with my mum. I wish I had a mum like that. What's wrong with me? And the truth is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. It's not about you. It's about her. But it's also absolutely okay to grieve and to feel despondent that you can see this beautiful relationship that other people have and you're never going to have that for yourself. In some ways, I think we're not grieving for the relationship with our mother I did a radio interview last week speaking to BBC Berkshire and one of the questions they asked me at 8.15 in the morning, I might add, I mean, talk about choosing violence at that time of the morning, was, do you miss your mum? Are there things that you miss about your mum? And of course, yes, there are because relationships are complex. They are messy and difficult and absolutely there are things that I remember that I miss about my mum. But, and this is really quite sad, I think what I'm missing more is the idea that I had of what our relationship was. I've said a few times on the podcast that if I look back 10 years ago I would have told you my mum was my very best friend. And in reality... Now I see it through a different lens. No, she wasn't. We were incredibly enmeshed with one another. And what we had was a very toxic, abusive, controlling relationship to the detriment of not just myself, but the rest of my relationships. So the reality is when I think about how I miss those memories, those memories are an illusion that I've created in my mind to excuse her behaviour and to make it seem more tolerable and to be able to survive the situation in which I was in. So when I really sit with it and I think about whether or not I'm actually missing my mum or whether this grief surrounding Mother's Day is about my relationship to my mother, I think it's much more about what should have been, what could have been and the illusions that I've created in my mind. And also the social perception of what it means to have a relationship with your mother because we know that a lot of the people who are posting about their mums on Mother's Day don't actually have the relationship that we might think that they have behind closed doors. I was one of them. And if they do, that's wonderful. And it's not to detract from those wonderful, healthy relationships, but rather to say, actually, relationships are messy and complicated. And whilst we as daughters or sons who are estranged, who have toxic relationships, whatever your situation might be, are busy comparing ourselves at these time of years to all these wonderful portrayals of happy relationships, it's important to remember that one, we don't always know what's going on behind closed doors. And two, that has no reflection on you as a person and your worth. 
So let's have a little look at what some of you guys thought about Mother's Day. I popped out on my Unfollowing Mum channel on Instagram and TikTok. You can find it at unfollowing underscore mum on Instagram and just unfollowing mum on TikTok of how do you feel about Mother's Day when you are estranged or you have a low contact situation with a toxic parent. And one of the most commonly used words in those responses was dread. And I think that's really worth examining. One lady had replied, dread, social media drives me mad and I feel like a failure. And that kind of underpins everything I've already said in this episode, but I wanted to dig a bit deeper into it. The word dread means to anticipate with great apprehension or fear. And I think it's really interesting to look at how we feel such dread around this time, if you do. I feel very strongly that especially if you are in the beginning of your estrangement, it is so difficult. And dread is an accurate description for how you might feel. I feel like now, the place that I'm at in my journey, and I I hate that term, but I certainly think it's appropriate here. I feel like I've got to a place where I have almost made peace with the situation that I have with my mother and that the relationship is never going to be repaired and that what I'm missing is an illusion of what the relationship was. And the more that I dig into my past, the more that I look at healing my inner child, the more I realise that actually the person I'm missing is somebody I never knew. But that first Mother's Day, dread would have been an accurate summary of how I felt. I was dreading it. I was dreading social media, seeing all the wonderful happy posts. I was dreading all of the emails offering me a chance to do Mother's Day. I was dreading seeing ad campaigns because most of the work that I do comes from content creation and I knew that I would be seeing all of these wonderful ad campaigns and I knew that they would be coming in as offers to work on them and I would yet again have to point out that I I don't have a mum to do that with. So dread is absolutely an accurate word for describing how I felt about it. It's such a deep feeling and sometimes I think the build-up to the event is worse than the actual event itself. The dread of knowing that you're going to see, the dread of knowing the emails are going to come as opposed to actually receiving them, actually seeing all of the social media posts. It's the dread of knowing that you're going to go through that experience and trying to work out how you're going to mitigate that. Probably more keenly felt when we talk about dread is the dread of knowing that this is going to be a time when everyone is going to be saying to you, oh, you know, do you not think that maybe you could, you know, reach out? Or saying to you, oh, well, you should really send a Mother's Day card. Just extend the olive branch. And the dread of knowing that you may well receive contact from flying monkeys, which is a term commonly used to describe people who the narcissistic parent encourages to reach out. Or you might receive contact from other relatives. You might receive contact from siblings who say, hang on, I can't believe you didn't contact mum on Mother's Day. What the hell are you playing at? It's the dread of knowing that all of these things are situations that you are likely to be faced with at this time of year. One lady commented, I stay off social media completely. It absolutely breaks my heart. Whilst another commented that they knew they were going to be receiving an angry phone call from their brother as they had for the last four years and they just did not want to deal with it. So I think the dread surrounding Mother's Day, while some might listen to this and think, gosh, that just sounds a bit self-pitying or it sounds like perhaps you're over-dramatising it in your own head, I think it's really valid because if you know that these things are going to hurt you and you have to work out exactly how you're going to get around them, then that can be a real challenge and it's absolutely 
valid to dread it, especially when it's your first couple of Mother's Days. Going back to the comment about I stay off social media because I find it absolutely heartbreaking, I think social media is a bit of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, I found it incredibly healing and validating to see other people talking about narcissism. I found it very educational. I found it very useful in learning that I am not alone and I hope with my content and the podcast that that is exactly what I am doing for you as the listener. So whilst it might feel really positive, especially if you are alone around Mother's Day or you're not a parent yourself to be able to focus or shift focus onto yourself as a mother, it might be useful to hear stories from other people or to find some sense of community. It's also a place where you are going to see all these wonderful happy posts and all this, oh thanks for being the best mum in the world and see all of the marketing that goes around Mother's Day. And that can be incredibly cutting. And I think also quite often we'll see pictures that our friends and our loved ones will put up. And there's almost a guilt that surrounds feeling really jealous of that. Almost a guilt that surrounds being happy for them for having that situation. But feeling like a bit of a bad person because you're annoyed that you've seen it and you don't want to see it. (laughs) You just want to think, oh, just fuck off. But actually you're really happy for them and you're not trying to detract from their wonderful relationship with their mother but you're just really sad for yourself and then you can get into this spiral of saying oh god well I'm such an awful person I resent my friend not having an abusive parent and of course you don't it all comes back to feeling jealous to wondering why you can't have that experience and to questioning and trying to invalidate yourself because it's perfectly normal to feel jealous. It's perfectly normal to see all these beautiful photos of mums and all these wonderful tributes to mums and think, God, this sucks. That's normal. That's a human experience. And there's nothing wrong with you for thinking that. I think marketing has got better as well. I've received quite a few emails from different brands asking me if I'd like to opt out. One of them was Etsy. And I was really impressed because Etsy's whole point is to sell around these big holidays and they emailed me to ask me if I would like to opt out. It was just a generic email that went out to everybody. I've also seen it done by Marks and Spencer. There have been so many brands that seem to have picked up on the fact that for whatever reason, because for some people Mother's Day might be triggering if they've lost a child, Mother's Day might be triggering if they've lost their mother. So there are so many different reasons why someone might not want to have these marketing emails. And it's become increasingly common for marketers to step up, really, and think, okay, how can we avoid causing a bit of conflict and a bit of pain this this Mother's Day? And I love that marketers are handling it in this way, because I don't feel that Mother's Day should be in any way diminished because of my situation. And I don't feel that Mother's Day should be forced to change because there are a group of people that find it painful. Let's be honest, if we did that for every commercialised holiday, we really wouldn't have any. And whilst it is a commercialised holiday, it is also a good opportunity to be able to be thankful for the mother in your life if you have one that is worth being thankful for. One of the suggestions when I asked people how do they cope with Mother's Day and what do they do was that they celebrate the women in their lives that have made a difference, who they have viewed as maternal figures, not necessarily their mother, especially if they have a toxic relationship with her. It might be a family friend, it might be an aunt, it might be a grandmother, it might be a friend or a sister or somebody that has just made a difference to you. Allowing yourself to recognise and feel gratitude for the female figures in your life that have made a difference and that have had a positive impact in your life as opposed to the mother who didn't can be really powerful at this time of year. 
One of the responses that I received around how people feel about Mother's Day was somebody who wrote, I send a card out of obligation, but I look for cards that don't use best mum or say anything about her being a good mum because she wasn't. But I feel like I have to send a card. And I think that is a situation that so, so many who are in low contact situations will recognise or who feel like they have a really toxic relationship with their mum but have not chosen to go no contact for whatever reason. Because that's absolutely valid as well. This is not a podcast that encourages you to become no contact. It would be incredibly irresponsible because there are so many different factors to consider and estrangement is not the solution for everybody and that's perfectly valid. It might be that you've chosen to become limited contact or that you speak to your mum upon occasion or perhaps you've never even addressed the fact that you have a toxic relationship with your mum. You're just aware of it. And that's quite often what happens when you find somebody resents sending the cards to their mum, looks for things that don't have anything about her being a good mum, the best mum, any of these accolades that we give to a mother when we have a positive relationship with them because they know deep down that what they have is a toxic relationship with their mother but they're not going to challenge it because they can still protect their peace from a distance and that's absolutely okay. I also think it's really important to let go of the guilt surrounding feeling like you have to send a card. If you feel that in order to protect your peace and in order to maintain some sanity and a toxic relationship with your mother that the best situation is for you to send a card then that doesn't make you a coward because you haven't addressed the relationship issues and it also doesn't make you a bad daughter if you really really don't want to but you just think oh for god's sake I've got to do one just so that I don't have to deal with a sibling having a go at me another parent having a go at me other family members whatever it might be her ringing me up crying I'm just going to send a card because it's easier but I don't want to that doesn't make you a bad person or a bad daughter or a coward it doesn't make you any of those things it makes you someone who's weighed up the options and gone yeah best course of action for me here is to send the damn card and I'm just going to look for something that doesn't say any of the things that I don't feel she is I also received a message from someone on TikTok that said I've just done this referencing cutting off a toxic parent over Christmas it's so hard what does everyone do on Mother's Day I feel awful and weird not sending a card and my response to her as someone who'd said that she didn't want to send a card but felt weird and awful was that she needed to let go of the guilt of not sending a card that if she chose not to that was absolutely fine but equally if she wanted to that was also fine. There is no right or wrong way to navigate this experience. If you find yourself in a similar situation and this is your first or maybe 10th Mother's Day without your mother and you're thinking, gosh, I feel really guilty that I'm not sending a card, then let me just say to you to let go of the guilt because you don't need a commercialised holiday, which is what Mother's Day is, even though it can be wonderful if you have a positive relationship with your mum or you have someone that you want to celebrate or you're celebrating it for yourself with your children. I'm not saying that commercialised means bad, it can be great, but it is a commercialised holiday and I don't need that to guilt me into changing my decision that I made based upon protecting myself from abusive behaviours. I am no contact with my mum for a reason and sending her a card on Mother's Day is only going to bring that contact back into my life and bring more pain because I made my choice for a reason 
and Mother's Day or any holiday does not impact that choice. I actually did a video reply to that particular comment because I thought it might be useful for the person who'd asked to see other comments from other people. So I did it on my Toby and Rue TikTok. And so many people replied saying that they'd slipped up after their child was born and instantly regretted it. Or they'd sent a Mother's Day card and welcomed their parent back into their life only to feel that actually all the reasons they went no contact in the first place were still there because of course they were. With lots of people saying that they felt odd for their first couple of Mother's Days, but eventually realised that actually their lives were much healthier and happier without the parent there. So I think regardless of what stage you're at, whether you are aware that you have a toxic relationship with a parent, you don't really feel particularly close to them, you want to send a card, but you don't want anything that says best mum because that's not reflective of your relationship, or you're low contact and you will send cards and maybe see each other at special events and that's it, or you're like me and you're full no contact and you're choosing not to send anything, the most important thing is to let go of the guilt surrounding it. Another response that I received that I think not only did I relate to completely, but I think a lot of you will relate to as well, was from somebody who wrote how sometimes events like Mother's Day, Christmas, you remember the good times and start to gaslight yourself thinking, did I imagine the abuse? Show of hands, how many of you have sat there and thought, did I imagine this? It can't really have been as bad as it was. Or you've had to actively talk to yourself and stop justifying your parents' behaviours because that's what you've done for the entirety of your life. My hand is firmly in the air and I'm sure there will be more than a few of you who have your hands firmly in the air or metaphorically at least. And events like Mother's Day, Christmas, special occasions absolutely see us remembering all the positive times, see us remembering all the things that we did love about our relationship and missing them or that we thought we loved, as I said earlier, the illusion that we created for ourselves of the positive times and the things that we did enjoy with our parent and allowing that to become the narrative so that we can feel more comfortable in their presence. Questioning yourself and asking whether or not you imagined the abuse, whether or not you imagined the toxic behaviours is a perfectly normal part of cutting ties with a toxic parent or indeed of being raised by a toxic parent if you're not at the point of cutting off yet. When you are raised by a toxic parent one of the most common behaviours that they will model to you is to gaslight. They will spend their time gaslighting you. So many of us will have heard things like oh for goodness sake you're overreacting when actually in fact what you're doing is calling out toxic behaviour in a perfectly reasonable way or you will have heard don't be ridiculous you're imagining that that never happened. I used to hear it all the time but the reality was I wasn't imagining any of the situations I was talking about to my mother she just did not want to acknowledge that they'd happened so gaslighting and as children if this is done to us enough then it's a behavior that is modeled to us and of course we pick up on how to do that so we do that to ourselves the very wise Helen Villas who runs Liberation Helen across TikTok and Instagram and will be chatting to me on the podcast later on in the year said to me once the way to identify whether or not you are self-gaslighting you imagine someone else saying exactly the same thing to you and look at how you would feel if you feel angry and invalidated then the chances are you're self-gaslighting can you imagine if around Mother's Day someone else started to point out all the wonderful things that had happened in your relationship with your mum? And I'm sure that this has been the lived experience for many of us. 
especially if you have siblings or other family members who feel that you should not be estranged from your parent. How does it make you feel when they point out all of the wonderful things that your mum has done or all of the wonderful moments that you've had together? Chances are it makes you feel pretty annoyed and pretty frustrated because you'll want to come back with, yeah, but hang on a minute, what about this? And this is why I went no contact in the first place, because of this. If you would feel that way if someone else said it to you, then you are self-gaslighting. One of the ways in which I challenge myself when I start to self-gaslight is to sit with the memory and think, okay, yeah, is that how that happened? What else do I remember around that? And more often than not, there are a lot of things that I remember that my brain is saying to me at the time, no, no, this was a wonderful, loving memory, when actually I dig a bit deeper into it knowing what I know now, it's not at all what it appeared to be. And even if it is, when I really sit with the memory and investigate whether or not it was this wonderful, happy time with my mum, there are almost always things that will crop up that I will also remember that justify why I don't have contact with her. I also find that journaling and writing down my thoughts and feelings really helps to bring things up for me. So I do that quite a lot. Allow myself to question whether or not these memories that I have are accurate or are through the lens of a child who needs a parent and can't rationalise that that parent cannot provide them with the care that they need. I also had lots of messages from people saying that they really felt like a failure and I know we've briefly addressed the feelings of failure in this podcast episode already but I think it's worth digging a bit more into why we get those feelings of failure. Firstly, you are not a failure if you don't have a positive relationship with your mum. As I've mentioned before, it's so common for us to assume that everything is as we see it but I'm a prime example of someone who outwardly looked to have a wonderful relationship with her mum, even bought into the illusion herself of having this wonderful relationship, but actually upon reflection and further investigation and education and almost an awakening to the relationship and what it actually was, it wasn't positive at all. Comparison is the thief of joy. And when we compare ourselves, especially on things like social media, it's easy to fall into the trap of feeling like a failure, when in reality, what we're comparing ourselves to might be an illusion. I strongly believe that the feeling of failure comes from this idea that we're given of being a good child, whether that be an adult child or an actual child. So often we fall into the trap of believing that being compliant or accepting of abuse means that we are a good child, that we're being good. And then when we challenge that, the guilt is huge. Then if we look that one step further and look at an estrangement situation where not only have we challenged that and stepped out of the good child role, but we've challenged that and not had our needs met. We've not been met with acknowledgement. We've not been met with validation. So of course we feel like a failure because what we needed at that time was acknowledgement and validation from our parents okay yes that wasn't acceptable when you were a child and that attempt to make a repair but what we so often find in estrangement situations is that there is a blatant refusal to acknowledge or validate and then to go on and make a repair or there is a promise that there will be a repair made and it never comes so of course we feel like a failure that's absolutely natural but you haven't failed if you don't have a positive relationship with your mother and it has absolutely no bearing on your self-worth One more time, you have not failed if you don't have a positive relationship with your mother and it has absolutely no bearing on your self-worth. 
So what are some of the things that were recommended by people who have been through this? It's not their first rodeo. This is maybe their third or fourth or tenth Mother's Day without their mother and they feel like they've come to some peace about it. The first piece of advice that came in quite a lot is for those of you who are mums and that was to focus on yourself as the mother, to embrace the day as something special for you and your children, whatever that might look like for you. It might be that you have a partner who's got the kids to get you some presents, make some cards, bring you breakfast in bed, all those lovely things, or it might be that you want a nice day out with your children. However that might look, focusing on yourself as the mother in that scenario is a great way to deflect from thinking about your own experience with your own mother. On a similar vein, a lot of people who are not mothers themselves commented to say that they focus on themselves on that day and that they actively celebrate themselves. One person said, I celebrate me and buy myself a treat. I parented myself as a child, so I'm damn well sure going to make sure that I celebrate myself on that day. And I think that's actually a really positive way to look at it. Perhaps booking yourself out some time, booking yourself a treat, be that going for a massage, getting your nails done, booking yourself into a crafting course, taking yourself to the cinema, whatever that might look like that you can do something special for yourself on that day. I think that's a really positive way to look at it because if you have spent a lot of your time parenting yourself, be it as a child or be it now, or you want to reframe cutting yourself off from your parent as reparenting yourself, and putting yourself first, then Mother's Day can be a great opportunity to celebrate the fact that you have put yourself first, to reframe the day. I think it's really easy to stay in a negative headspace about it, but actually if we do flip the day and we reframe it, it can allow us to see it as something much more positive than it perhaps feels like it is in the moment. And it might be that you don't want to do anything that costs you anything, or you're not in a position to do so, so you block out the day to sit on the sofa and eat snacks and watch movies and just generally relax into the day. However you celebrate yourself is perfectly valid, but celebrating yourself, be it as a mother or be it as somebody who has taken the steps to actively reparent themselves, work on themselves and protect themselves from a toxic force in their life, who unfortunately happens to be their actual mother, is a great way to reframe the day. Another suggestion that came in thick and fast was people saying that they either celebrated their mother-in-law, they celebrated their grandmother, auntie, or a family friend who'd been much more of a maternal force in their life. And whilst I really love this idea for other people, and I think it can be a really positive and empowering way of flipping the narrative around the day and looking and celebrating all of the positive women in your life, I found that this actually made me feel worse. And I guess it can feel a bit awkward. In a way, for me, I didn't want a substitute mother. I wanted the one that I had. I just wanted her to be a better person. So I felt like, for me, trying to fit someone else into that role made me feel quite resentful. And I didn't have a different female figure growing up. What I did have was a mum who was insanely jealous of any other potential maternal figure in my life. She was incredibly jealous of my mother-in-law, really did not like her at all because she saw her as a threat to her influence and on a subconscious level there's still that element of feeling like you are betraying her certainly for me and it's something that I have to work on and actively work on still at this point this feeling of betrayal 
which is so ingrained in us when we have a narcissistic mother. So I find for myself that focusing on a different woman and almost celebrating her as a maternal force can be a real challenge for me and it doesn't suit my needs but it might suit yours because it clearly worked for a lot of people. What I will say is that if you are battling with those feelings, those subconscious thoughts of betrayal, even though you've made the most difficult decision and what feels like the biggest betrayal, you're not on your own and that's absolutely valid. We'll get there together. The final suggestion that again cropped up quite frequently, probably less so than the others, was to completely ignore it. Pretend it is just any other Sunday and it's not a big deal. Forget that it's even happening. I think in a way this felt almost overly simplistic to me. It's easy to say ignore it, pretend that it's not happening, but what that probably means is throw yourself into something else, be that work or whatever it might look like for you. And whilst that might work for some people, I find that avoiding the way I'm feeling about things doesn't necessarily work for me other than to put it off and my emotions come out in some other way. But if just ignoring it because it is just a commercialized holiday works for you, then go for it. Just ignore it. There is no rule that says that you have to celebrate or feel a certain way about Mother's Day. And again, if you've listened to all of this and thought, I don't feel any of these ways. In fact, I'm completely ambivalent towards the whole thing. Then that's absolutely normal as well. There is no right or wrong way to react in these situations. And the way that one person who is estranged might react doesn't invalidate the way that you feel about your estrangement or your toxic experience with a parent. And that's it. That's all I've got for this episode. I hope that whatever you are doing, you feel at peace. And I send you kindness and love over Mother's Day and every day because I know how difficult it can be to cut ties with a toxic parent or to navigate a relationship with them. And I hope that you can find a way that works for you and protects your peace. Thank you for listening, guys. I've been Harriet Shearsmith and together we are Unfollowing Mum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.